0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 507, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August 30th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chabin, and this is episode 507. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, August 30th, which I realize sounds ridiculous when I'm recording this on September the 10th. so this episode pretty late, so I'm going to get through the uh, books I had a chance to read from August 30th really quickly, because uh, I don't know if a lot of people care about those books anymore. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's still worth t- kind of taking a, a look back and seeing what came out uh, almost two weeks ago. Um Books I will not be talking about that came out on August 30th include All Star Batman 13, uh, Black Panther, uh, Black Panther and the Crew, Dark Side Special, Deadpool, Justice League of America, uh, Robotech Number 2, wasn't able to find that, uh, Star Wars Jedi, The Republic, Mace Windu Number 1, that's a long title, Star Wars, Thanos, Bl- The Black Racer and Shiloh Norman Special, The Mighty Captain Marvel, and Wonder Woman. So I will instead be talking about the following books. Uh, we're looking at first America, this is issue number 6. I'm such a fan of how this book is being written. It's by Gabby Rivera, artwork by, I guess, I'm not even sure because when it has, um, I like it when they kind of use some fun words, but I'm not always sure. I guess Kelly Thompson is the archery consultant, which means that Ramon Villabos is the artist with additional inks by Walden Wong and color art by Tamara Bonvillan. Um, this was just a ton of fun. It almost had like a Frank quietly esque kind of feel at times. Uh, I like the way that arcade was used here, um... Yeah, it really does have a, a, a big kind of Frank Wiley style here. I liked how America and her, I guess, grandmother uh, were written. I loved the relationship between America and um, Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop. Uh, this was just a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, excited to kind of see what comes next. Um, but yeah, this I mean, this book has been fun from the beginning. I mean, from the beginning, it's just a, a fun kind of exciting Different book. It's very different, and I like that that sense of differentness. Uh, I'm going to give it this an 8. I think it's a solid read. It may not be for everyone, but it was definitely uh, hit the right mark for me. Uh, next up is, the, I guess, Generations, the, the Archers, which is Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Um, this is by Kelly Thompson with... Uh, artwork by Stefano Raphael um, I actually really like the art I thought it was really clean uh, I love the colors colors by uh, Digicore um, that really kind of make this this pop we're used to Hawkeye being used as more of a you know more down-to-earth palette these days they don't really play up um, you know the superhero costumes in the same way because he has that you know just that costume that shirt with like the, the purple on it but this is like his full-on purple costume days um, even Kate's uh, her look really pops here in a way that it doesn't usually, uh, which I thought was really cool. Um, this was extremely well done, well written. It's fun to see the team up between Clint and Kate, uh, how the characters interact with each other. This was just a super amount of fun. Um, I, I don't know necessarily know if these are going to mean a lot, uh, these Generations books, but this was definitely an interesting one. Kind of seeing how the relationship has progressed with the two characters and having uh, Kate having to kind of deal with the potential time travel and and dealing with a younger version of Clint. Um, the backdrop of then going up against, you know, the kind of the other marksmen of the Marvel Universe I thought was really engaging and interesting. Um, I, I really dug it. I thought it was a really fun read. I don't think all the Generations books hit the same way, but this one definitely did for me. Next up is Infamous Iron Man number 11 by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Malev, or Malive. Um... Uh, It's an interesting issue. It still kind of has some flaws. I don't know if this is really the right book for Malev and Bendis. Um, I I guess just because the the interpretation of Doom and and Strange doesn't quite work for me either. It just doesn't feel like what these characters should be. And when you have... like, There's a big... um, reveal here that the character we thought was one thing is ends up being Mephisto, and that's really cool, and should be really like, kind of over-the-top and dramatic, and uh, when you have Doctor Strange and Doom going up against Mephisto, it should be awesome, and yet the writing doesn't really sell the threat level, and even the artwork by Malev doesn't quite do it enough justice, and I love Malev, but I think I like him on certain books, or I like him on a certain style of book, which is unfair, maybe, um, but I think his style doesn't always lend itself to certain areas, and I don't think him doing... Iron Man-ish book, well, I say Iron Man-ish, but basically a Victor Von Doom book, and then bringing in magic characters in Doctor Strange, I don't necessarily think he can can nail all the points that it needs to hit. Um, Maybe part of it's the color art, but it just, the book didn't quite work for me. I'm going to give it a five. Um, I I feel like, again, even the moment of reveal felt like it should have hit with a harder resonance. Instead, it, it felt lackluster. Um it's almost like on paper, if I told you what this what the series of what this issue is about, you'd be like, oh that sounds pretty cool. And then you read it and you're like, uh eh, that didn't really work the way you said it would. Um which is unfortunate. Uh speaking of Doctor Strange though, let's talk about Gene Gray number six by Dennis Hopeless and Paul Davidson. Now this is a lot more interesting and enjoyable. Um so this feels like magic. Um, you have Doctor Strange helping uh, Jean Grey. Uh, they end up kind of seeing a bit of a, uh, the history of the Phoenix and of Jean Grey, and I thought that was really interesting and enjoyable, uh, kind of seeing what's going on with the character. And the very ending is really interesting as well, uh, with this kind of psionic uh, image of Jean uh, in her new X-Men days that uh, the younger Jean can see. Uh, this, this is how you do Doctor Strange right in a guest star. This is how the art really pops. Um, feels exciting. feels like there's a real sense of, of – um, there's, there's just something bigger going on. It seems so exciting. I'm going to give it an 8. Like This issue really had me had me wanting to flip through the next page in a way that I, I don't think of as Iron Man did. Um, and it also felt like this isn't the modern version of Doctor Strange, the way he's being written recently. This felt more in tune with how Jason Aaron was writing the character. And I guess what? Isn't Hopeless writing Doctor Strange right now? So it makes sense why the character feels even more correct. Uh, next up is Uncanny Avengers. Uh, this is issue number 26. This is by Jim Zub. Um, I really dug this. I thought it worked. It was, It's called Inside Outside. It's by Jim Zub and Sean Isaacs. Um, I like Zub. I like that the art here felt appropriate. I. My, my most interaction with Jim Zub as a writer has been on Thunderbolts when he had a really terrible artist in John Mallon. Um, not terrible, but I just thought very inappropriate or just the wrong era. Like, it just, it didn't look good. And um, this, you have an actual good artist. Um, I like how Zub is writing the characters. Um, the fact that, you know, Rogue has issues with which is not something that's new, um, but it, it works really well. The fact that we use Graviton, I thought was really interesting as well. Um this the art is extremely vibrant and exciting the zub um is able to take kind of a quieter aspects of this issue and ratchet up the tension um i like johnny and um uh Rogue hanging out although i don't know if there's any real basis for that but um it's really kind of interesting seeing this i don't remember them ever being together but they definitely play it up a certain way i like the idea that uh, johnny whenever he's around everything gets a little bit warmer um and even like the conversation between between uh, Brother Voodoo and Scarlet Witch are really really cool i really do like the uh current scarlet witch costume i mean i miss the original one in some ways but or the more original inspired ones, I should say, because she's had a lot of different ones, but have been very similar to a certain theme. And now she looks just, there's just something to it, that the costume she got from the James Robinson book, um, which seems so much more regal and has a certain aspects of dimension to it that the other ones didn't. And I really liked it. And on the cover especially, it really pops. Um, I like this issue a lot. I'm going to give my favorite rating, which is an eight, because I think it's a very solid read. And again, I appear to only be reading books I really enjoy. Oh, speaking of, Secret Empire number 10. Uh, this will not be an A. Written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Steve McNiven. Although it seems like the most rushed McNiven artwork I've ever seen. Like, it just doesn't even feel like his art at times. Uh, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about certain characters. The issue looked a little bit rushed. I don't think maybe I had the best sense of what this even wanted to be. Um, I feel like Nick Spencer maybe had a different idea than what we ended up getting here. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan, um... The fact that, you know, the, the Steve that was warped and now we have the kind of the memories that Copic has of the real Steve is the one that we kind of get back. I, I don't know why that bothers me because I think it only bothers me and it's so stupid, but it just makes me feel like um, like he's not the real Steve because he's just a memory of a character. Like, it just feels like that character should have Blind spots. He should have things he doesn't know because he's Kobic's memories and vision of a person, as opposed to uh, the other Steve who is her altering an existing person. And I guess maybe that sounds like, you know, that probably doesn't even sound like a good argument, but that's kind of why it only, that's the only reason why it really kind of bugged me. Um, The idea that. We get the sense of you know that, that uh, the Hydra Cap didn't even know that Molnar had been changed, and uh, that really says something. But I guess the only thing that bothers me there is that Elisa is a character who has no. She exists because of Kobek, and she's this hugely instrumental character in Steve's life, and yet she means nothing. Like, I'm, what I mean by that is that the character is nothing more or less than what we saw in the pages, and I felt like it should have been more. It should have been something deeper, something more powerful. Instead, it, it kind of, like, she, she is such a huge factor in everything that Hydra Cap does. Him being able to pick up the hammer is, is as shown here, because of that character, and yet that isn't something we ever see anywhere else. Um, also, what happens to Hydra Cap? because um, at the end here, and I have some issues with this as well, you have Hydrocap is down for the count, and what he goes to jail like. And I guess part of this, I just have to wait and see and read the um Omega issue and see what they do there. Um, but I, I, Las Vegas is still destroyed. We're guessing, I mean, it looks like Rick Jones and Black Widow are back alive, but they remember things. Um, the whole vanishing point thing here is kind of said in a very offhanded way that characters disappear and then they return. Uh although I guess i'm heart isn't shown here so the fact that she shows up elsewhere is okay cuz I don't think you see her in the bat, last little splash. Um I don't know. And, and everyone's kind of happy and great now but so much happens it's, it's just weird. And then the last like th- what three or four five pages are who I maybe I'm just like I, I don't even remember who these characters are and um, like does that is that really how you end the, the the big event and then we have an Omega issue which hopefully will kind of uh, have a little bit more resolution. It just I like the idea of the Secret Empire story. I like the ramp up to it. I thought it was brilliant, and ever since then I don't know if it quite was able to succeed and I guess part of my problem was that we had issues upon issues of seeing this other Steve which didn't need to exist um like I I maybe I'm wrong but it feels like they didn't really add anything to the overall story they were a vision of of Steve with other visions of characters including Red Skull Bucky and and um Falcon and yet they didn't really mean anything or add anything. That that, car- that character doesn't necessarily go through any real journey until Kobuk then returns him. Like It just felt like it didn't need to be there. It didn't mean anything. I, and again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading it the wrong way. I uh, hope I am. But it just felt like it didn't really add or really mean anything to the overall story. <laughs> so I'm going to give Secret Empire number 10 a 6. I think I did enjoy it more than Infamous Iron Man, but it still has its problems. Actually, maybe that's unfair. I'm going to give it a 5. Uh, next up is X-Men Blue this is issue number 10 uh, this is by Colin Bunn and Giovanni Valletta. Uh this is Toil and Trouble Part 1 um, I love what's going on with uh, Hank here although uh, I, w- the Goblin Queen I feel like I don't even know where she's from now or what reality or what the continuity is for that character and that kind of bugs me um, just because I like knowing these things The rest of the issue I thought was really interesting. Having Danger training with Iceman was really cool. Um, Magneto talking with Polaris I thought was really interesting. Because Polaris hasn't really been used a lot since the end of X-Factor, as far as I remember. God, I could be wrong. Um... Whatever happened to the old new X-Factor? I like that team, and now it's just kind of gone. Um, The issues with Scott and Jean I thought were really interesting as well. Um, Having uh, Jimmy and Angel going off on their own was kind of interesting and kind of dovetailing back into the story with Kira Lee. Um, So I like that we're getting kind of a lot of different types of developments here. Uh, The ending is definitely cool as well with uh, the Goblin Queen and her own crew. Uh, I'm to see what's going to happen there and uh, what's going on with the Beast here as well. Uh, I like this a lot. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um, nah, I'm being stingy because now I'm so conscious of when I give things at 8 that I almost don't want to do that. Uh, I'll give it an 8. So that's uh, this week's comics, or and when I say this week's, I mean... Ten days ago. Uh, next, our next reviews episode will hopefully go up in the next three to four days. Uh, it'll be books from September the sixth, including uh, Generations, Iron Man, and Ironheart. Uh, What else came out? Astonishing X-Men 3. I still haven't read issue number two. A new issue of All New Guardians of the Galaxy. How is it already on issue number nine? Uh, Black Bolt. Champions. Daredevil. Darth Vader. Edge of Venomverse. War Stories. Generation X. Hawkeye. Iceman. Inhumans. It wants to feature kings. Iron Fist, which is fantastic. Spider-Man Deadpool. Spider-Man. Venomverse. X-Men Gold. uh, Bane Conquest. Batman. Well, a lot of stuff came out. Cyborg. Deathstroke. Uh, Green Arrow Green Lanterns Justice League Nightwing and Superman so I'll be talking about some of those books probably about four to five of them on our next reviews episode anyway thank you for listening to this episode you can rate and review us on iTunes subscribe to us on iTunes and also listen to us on Stitcher you can email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com hopefully we uh, we should, should have some really good material coming out in the podcast in the next few months that we're working on uh, some good interviews and uh, also some um, other types of spotlights that are going to be coming up so uh, stay tuned for those and we will catch you next time at comic at comic shenanigans Bye-bye.